bold. And the benefit of being bold. I'm getting reports that we had, had a young man in our church, a preacher, our minister of music, preached Wednesday night, said that he was sent by God to go to the gym because a certain person was there. God had laid on his heart to witness to a young man. And there at that gym or the fitness center, he gave his heart to Jesus Christ. Because you decide to step out and be bold. Heard of a family getting together at a restaurant, courtside. See, news gets around. Good news travels, too. We always hear about bad news travels fast. We hear the good news, too. What God's doing, going to the restaurant, and Romy and family's there, and we know Romy's been uh, fighting. He's been battling cancer. He gets up from his table, walks to the restroom, and Vicky's there, and there's another guy that comes and said, come up to him and said, you know, I've got cancer. Too. I know what it is about cancer. Vicky asked him, he said, are you saved? Are you Christian? He said, no. He said, I was baptized when I was young. And, you know, I, I kind of served the Lord then. But she said, are, are you serving him now? Are you a Christian now? And then they prayed. Did you pray in that restaurant? Amen. He prayed and got his heart right with God. Let me tell you, if we don't do stuff like that, I don't even know why we're even meeting. I don't even know the purpose and reason why we get together as the children of a God. You know what we do? Do you know why there is a church, a thing called the church? The Bible declares and says that the church is equipping place for equipping the saints. The gifts are given to the church for the equipping of the saints. Why? Because we're only in here for a short amount of time in this building. The Lord has sent us out to the world and to be bold and to be bold for his name's sake. I tell you what, this thing's getting contagious. I pray that there's a major epidemic that spreads throughout the church of Jesus Christ. And it's going to be the message of being bold and fulfilling the purpose that the Lord has saved us. And we have the gospel. How many here believe you got the good news? Now don't you think we ought to do something with it? We ought to do something with it. Let the Holy Spirit do the work that he can do. Let the word of God uh, begin to touch people's heart. Let people see Jesus in you and I. That's what it's all about. That's where the rubber meets the road, my friend. It doesn't matter about how many programs and entertainment and fun time and stuff that we have. It doesn't matter how many sermons and how many songs. What really matters is that there are people of God who love Jesus Christ so much that they become bold in their testimony, bold in their life for Jesus Christ. I'm not talking about a troublemaker. I'm not talking about a loudmouth. I'm talking about somebody that's just been highlight, highlighted by, uh, by the presence of God, and they're just going to let their testimony be highlighted in the world of what Jesus can do. Has Jesus done anything for you? It, has he saved your soul? Give him a little wave. Has he touched your body? Give him a little wave. Has he made and confirmed himself to you by the Holy Spirit? Give him a little wave. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, come on up here. I do have a message plan, and it will get out eventually. Here we go. Go on, share. Hey. About being bold, I want to be that. 
Everywhere I go, I want to witness for God. I want to pray. I ask him every day, Lord, lead me. Give me the words, Holy Spirit, to say to someone, to pray with someone. And I was in ER the other day. I didn't know this boy's name. And I was just taking his trash out of his room. And I looked at his tattoos. One said white. I said, what the other one say? I couldn't read because I was picking up the trash. He said, trash. I said, you are not white trash. You are made in the image of God. And I just went off on him. I just, the Holy Spirit hit me in a mighty way. I just started preaching to him right there. I want to be bold in Jesus' name. I want to win souls for God. That is what we are here for. That is what he called us to do. Go out. Preach the word to the others. Bring them in. In the name of Jesus, bring them in. Hallelujah. My goodness. Ditto. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And we're going to move a little bit here. And believe me, last Sunday, I truly enjoyed the message last Sunday. I actually got up and drank some coffee while I was preaching. But it's about bold and about, we talked about coffee, how it's bold. And there's, and it's, it's because of how much coffee is being given in, in the ingredients. I mean, you can have watered down brown water or else you can really have coffee and have it with the flavor. You can taste it. And it doesn't matter how much creamer, what flavor it is, and there's thousands of flavors. But it's, if it's bold enough, nothing's going to change the fact that you're drinking a bold cup of coffee. But this morning, I did something. Uh, last Sunday, I used my favorite cup at home. And today, I've got a cup here that is my favorite travel mug, my coffee mug, my travel to-go coffee. Now, in here, I'd like for Calvin, Mary Beth, and I was wondering maybe if uh, also Josh... And Lorreen could help them to just follow them out. They don't even know where they're going either. So I'm just, we're all going right here is what I want you all to do. But I want you, I've got something. I've got coffee in this mug. And today I just felt so bad. I'm just going to share it with everybody today. So everybody's going to get a pack. I want everyone to take a pack of Silver Bridge, Silver Bridge Blend. And then we're going to look at it because I got a message on the cover of this coffee. I want you to have it. And then we're going we're gonna to partake eventually, not in here today, but when you're at home. And I'm, I'm praying to God and the Holy Spirit that he'll plant a message in you. You guys just divide and just get everybody take one. There's plenty. We bought plenty for you. It's a whole pot, 12 cups of coffee, or in my case, 8 cups of coffee. But it's, you know, I, I want you to take it. I want you to hold on to it for a moment because I want you to see something. Because it has something I want you to receive this morning in understanding the Word of God. And those of you who have your Bibles, you can get it ready. If you could put on the screen, world's best cup of coffee. I talked about that last Sunday, the world's best cup of coffee. I don't know if you like the movie... Elf at Christmas time, but I've kind of really grown to kind of like that simple, simple, crazy kind of personality of Elf. And then, you know, he's in New York City. He sees on the sign outside the, this old dive. This is the world's best cup of coffee. And he goes and he races in there and he says, congratulations, you did it. You did it. The world's 
best cup of coffee. I just want to come in and tell you that. Good to meet you. Congratulations. The world's best cup of coffee. And we're going to discover what the world's best cup of coffee is all about. But more so, there's more in the box there. Refill. Want everybody to get one of these packs of the 12 cups. And those of you who have your Bibles, you can be prepared. I'm going to be going to Matthew 9, the last couple of verses in there, and then Matthew 10, 1, and then further into Matthew 10. Actually, to tell you the truth, my friends, I've never really preached this message before the, these particular scriptures. And so I want you to see something, what the Lord is revealing. But be sure and take one of these packs of coffee and move around. As they're serving out, everybody's serving out. That's right, even the servers get some. Amen. Give them a round of applause, a fine couples in the church. We appreciate them so, so very much. But last Sunday, I did feel selfish drinking coffee in front of you. And so today, I wanted you to see that the world's best cup of coffee really should be at home. It should be, there's a place for it at home, but there's a place for somewhere else with it too. It's not supposed to just be enjoyed, enjoyed at home. It's something you take with you. Something you talk about. Something you carry with you. And how many here have a favorite travel mug? Raise your hand. You know. Some of you probably even gave it a name or something, you know. You go, you guys look at your wife. I, I, need, I need Bubba. Will you go get Bubba for me? <laughs> but it's okay. It's good to have a travel mug and your favorite one that you put your coffee in, you go. And it's good that we have a bold cup of coffee at home. Because let me tell you, everything starts at home. Your Christian witness starts at home, but it doesn't stop there. But it's got to be at home. Noah was singing, leading the song, This is how I fight my battles. And the Lord just kind of spoke to me and said, This is the recipe for victory in a saint of God's life. Remember the Bible says, Submit yourselves therefore unto God. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Run to the face of God. Then run to the face of the enemy. Run to the face of God first. Then run to the face of the enemy. Because you ain't going to be going after the enemy in your ordinary way because you have just been to the face of Jesus and before and then then when you're running to the enemy he's not seeing you he's seeing Jesus as you're running toward the enemy so that's why a lot of times people think well I'll just go against the enemy and then you end up falling he says I don't know why I failed I don't have the victory well have you run to Jesus first have you relied on him submit to him therefore Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So run to Jesus. Start living a Christian life. Start allowing Jesus to be Lord of your life. He's not going to take second place in your life. He must have first. And if he's the Lord of your life, then he gives you the authority. The disciples recognized that. The authority they had received through the Lordship of Jesus Christ and him becoming Lord of their life. This wishy-washy playing games with God is going to always get you defeated. 
this, this playing games with the world's uh, sin and darkness is always going to make you feel empty. You're always going to feel defeated. You're always going to wonder, where am I with God? God, where are you? It's because you haven't allowed him to be Lord of your life. It's time that God's people surrender to Jesus Christ completely. Be the Lord of my life, Jesus. The Lord of my life. I don't care what popular opinion is. I don't care what the status quo is. I don't care what the world's preaching or the world's saying or the world is demonstrating. Let me demonstrate Jesus. That's what boldness is all about. Now, got your pack? Something I want you to notice about this, not just the Silver Bridge blend, which is a, did you know, is a local coffee company. This was locally made. So that's a message all by itself, too. You, you, you're going to share the gospel? Start at home. Go local. Go first to Jerusalem, then Judea, then Samaria, then the uttermost parts of the world. I think we, start, we need to start here in Gallia County and Gallo Police. Let's share the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I want you to notice on this what I liked, and this is the reason why we bought it. This is what I want you to notice when you open this up. Maybe this afternoon, some of you won't be able to stand it. You'll have to try it this afternoon after lunch. You know, I like a good cup of coffee. Or in the morning when you start out. But look on the cover there. It says, medium roast, silver bridge blend, bold and balanced. Bold and balanced. Bold and balance, honey, it'll get the job done. Bold and balance will get the approval of God. Being bold and balanced in him. And I just want you, I want you, yeah, I'm praying. I prayed over this. I said, God, every one of them, every one, every person touches these packs. When they open up, Lord, let them see. Let them just even pause. As a matter of fact, I'm going to request out of you to pause a moment of prayer. While that, you have to wait anyway. Even a bun coffee maker will make you wait a little bit. I mean, we bought a bun because it's quick, you know. Mr. Coffee, you're too slow. We got a bun important, but then our bun's getting old, so it's slowing down a little bit. So it still takes a little bit of time. And so here, but you got a moment. Pause. I hope you stand in front of that coffee maker and say, God, I've got my travel mug. I ask you, Lord, that today I'll be bold and balanced, bold in you. I take the gospel to people in the world because my neighbor needs it. My coworker needs it. My family needs the gospel. Lord, let the gospel come out of me. Let me be bold in your name. Why? Because I'm just so much in love. You know, when you fell in love with that person you married, you just couldn't quit talking about them before you married them. It's Roger this and Roger that. Wilma this, Wilma that. Oh, oh, it's just that person all the time because you were deeply in love. Let's get deeply in love with Jesus Christ. Let's be bold about him. We just can't help but speak those things which we've seen and heard. Oh, it's Jesus helping me. Jesus with me. Jesus got me up today. Jesus is helping me throughout this day. Oh, let me tell you, you're upset as you're talking to your neighbor and your coworker. I know things are bad for you, but let me tell you about Jesus and what Jesus has done for me. Hallelujah. Now, I've gotten this far, so now I can move on. Our spiritual boldness and experience must be taken out into the world 
instead of just being practiced in the privacy of our homes and our churches. It's got to go further. It's got to go further. You go on vacation, which most everybody in this room needs to go on vacation, just so you might be able to kind of drive away from that thing in 2020. So you might be able to feel relaxed and enjoy yourself. And I want, I love God's people happy. I like it. We're, we're just so much better when we're happy. So go and do and do some things. Enjoy life. God's blessed you. Enjoy the life he's given you. But take Jesus on vacation with you. You go in a restaurant or to a store, take Jesus with you. You go out on the beach, take Jesus with you. Let the Lord begin to flow out of you in a natural way. Remember, take your travel mug and take your boldness with you. Take your boldness with you. Jesus commissioned us to go out into the world. Going public with the gospel, this was the passion and the heart of Jesus Christ, and it is today. In Matthew's Gospel, chapter 9, verse 36 through 38, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were confused and helpless. Does that sound familiar today? Like sheep without a shepherd. He said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more workers into his field. We need to be mindful of that. Then in verse 1 of chapter 10, it continues on. And Matthew writes, Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. Jesus trained his disciples to go out in his name to the towns and to the communities around in Matthew 10, he's sending his disciples out with the gospel, with his gospel, with his power, with his authority. He was sending them out. It was a training mission for them, for Jesus was still with them, and he hadn't left yet. So the ministry was still going on, but he wanted them to witness and to see what things can happen when the name of Jesus Christ is lifted up. When the name of Jesus is lifted up, Demons will have to li listen and uh, people who are sick with all manner of diseases will be healed because of the name of Jesus. We need to bear the name of Jesus. We need to speak the name of Jesus. We need to write the name of Jesus. We need to wear the name of Jesus. Uh, the world is wanting to stifle the church and, and make you and I shut up. But the true thing is this. God has commissioned us to take the name of Jesus to the world because he's the savior of the world. He's the answer for all the crisis and the hatred and everything that's being spewed out all around us. I'll tell you what, the world needs Jesus Christ. America needs Jesus Christ. Gallia County needs Jesus Christ. goodness so I selected this coffee not only because of its locality but because it's bold and balanced bold is to describe a coffee that's of higher strength due to an increased coffee to water brewing ratio now you know I didn't need to look that up and I really don't need 
to buy bold coffee. I just need to add some more grounds. I learned that a long time ago. To be it to be a bold coffee, and for me to have a bold witness, I just need a little bit more Jesus in my life. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we're not witnessing and we've lost our boldness because we've watered it down. We've watered him down, his importance, his necessity in our life. How many here in this house are still in love with Jesus? Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't ask you to raise your hand if you liked him. I, I really want to know if you love him. Do you love him? Do you love him? Amen. Amen. I'm not talking about a courtship. I'm talking about a marriage. A covenant relationship with the one whom you love. Yeah. Lee and I have been married for 40 years. Or 40. It would be... 41 years in July. And I try to imagine some of you inspire me because I'm inspired because you're older than me. I like seeing people older than me sometimes because it lets me know that, hey, I'm, I got a little bit more road in front of me. Yeah. But I've known of couples that go and someone passes, whether it's the wife or it's the husband. And I've tried to imagine what I would possibly do in my old age. My wife is gone. Why, you know, I wouldn't quit uttering her name. Why, I'd just probably end up talking, say, and end up saying, Leah, isn't it just great, you know, what a beautiful day it is today. Look at the birds out in the feeders, how they're responding. Now, I'm not trying to get to a morbid thing. I'm just trying to tell you. She and I are covenant. We have a covenant with each other and love each other. And so, therefore, she'll be in my life the rest of my life, no matter what. She's a part of me forever. And so, therefore, Jesus, though we cannot see him, we need to live as though he's with us and we talk to him. He's relevant. Is Jesus real and relevant in your life? Did you talk to him? Talk to him in the morning. Talk to him throughout the day. And just say, Lord, I love you. I care for you. Lord, lead me. Teach me. Show me. Reveal to me things I, that I need to know. Because, man, we're Jesus and you, you're, you're that much. You know, you're, you're that close. You know what I'm saying? More than the friendship, it's a marriage with your Savior and your Lord. Praise God. That's not in the notes, but I thought I'd say that. Bold and balanced. Bold is to describe that strength of coffee. More of the coffee means more of the, of the taste. Balanced. When you look up the word balanced, it means proper adjustment and proportion. Bold and balanced could be considered the modus operandi or the, in other words, the mode of operation of Christian evangelism. That we're bold but balanced. We're bold with our witness, but balanced with it. Matthew 10 and 16. This verse, I have never preached this verse and that I can remember. I may have referred to it, but never said anything about it behind a pulpit. But here we're back in chapter 10. Jesus is telling them chapter 10 all of the possible adverse conditions they're going to run into when they're going to serve. And he gave them instructions of what to do where to go, how to handle it. Listen, there's a strategy with your witness. 
And I'll tell you a simple two-word strategy for your witness. Are you ready? Be available. Be available by God. Be available. Now, Matthew 10 and 16, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Actually, all of it is from that today, that translation. Matthew 10, 16 says, look, Jesus said, I'm sending, I'm sending you out as sheep among wolves. Be as shrewd as snakes and harmless as doves. I'm sending you out to a world, you know, and he's introducing to us a reality that not everyone will accept the good news message of the kingdom. Jesus now prepares us for how difficult rejection is going to be. I can feel the winds of time blowing. And I can see the evidence of a negativity toward biblical ideas, biblical concepts, and the truth that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one goes to the Father but by Him. I'm seeing the wind blow the uh, times that begin to show and change that our society is becoming more anti Christian values. Why? Because darkness wants to have full release and full law and license to do whatever darkness wants to do. But you and I, we're in the way. We're in the way. We're in the way because of what we believe in and our standards and our belief in Jesus Christ. It's getting more and more obvious that the world around us is not really liking Christianity. And as the winds of political winds continue to blow, and more and more people get into leadership roles in our nation's capital, those who are liars, deceivers, those who are after self-interest, they're going to want more and more of the darkness and less and less of the light. But that's okay. God is setting the stage. God is raising up a people. Hey, raise your hand right now. Raise it up right now. Hey, guess what? You're one of them. He's raising you up. He's raising you up to be that bold and balanced witness to the world. Why? Because it's not everything that you say, but it's every way that you live, that you're living following after Jesus because darkness can't bring joy. Darkness can't bring lasting joy. Darkness can't bring lasting peace. Darkness can't bring a fullness of life. Darkness can't bring faith. Darkness cannot bring fulfillment in life because everyone who indulges in life, they raise up as a prodigal and still wanting more and realizing that what they've been eating is the shucks of the corn found in the pigsty and they realize that there's no other place to be. But if I walk myself back to the place of my father, to the place of love, to the place of light. This darkness will not satisfy, but the light will satisfy.
the page is turning and the great harvest is going to occur. Not about church growth, but about kingdom growth. I don't care if these people don't go to my church. I just want them to serve Jesus. Yeah, oh, oh, come on now. You didn't say anything about church, did you? You didn't say anything about where you ought to go to church. No, 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 no. They'll find the way. They just got to first find Jesus. Let's give them Jesus before the church. You know what I'm saying? Because the church won't save anybody. But Jesus will. And Jesus didn't commission us to go out. Go on out there. He commissioned us to go out and make disciples. Now, a disciple of a church is a sad thing. Disciple of the Lord is a great thing. Because the church will always miss the mark somewhere. Because it's an organization. But we've got to follow Jesus. And him alone. Somebody, will you do, do me a favor right now? Will you give the Lord a clap offering of praise right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are some in regards to their response to our message. There are some who have a benign attitude that will ignore the message that we share Jesus. But others will have a harmful, vengeful, vengeful attitude toward the good news. And especially to those who share that good news. How vicious? Well, Jesus said in verse 16, he said of Matthew 10, he said, Jesus, he said, you're going, the followers of Jesus are going to be like sheep hunted by a den of wolves. That's serious business, isn't it? It's serious business. Now, the one thing I've realized about my Christian walk, and maybe you can relate to it, I thank God for the tough times. I thank God for the hurtful times. I thank God for the dark moments. I thank God for all of the adversity that I have faced because I happen each moment to discover Jesus in another way. Jesus being able to handle everything in my life. And so I thank God for whatever I face because I see he works out all things. The world may be vicious, amen. But let me tell you, the world is going to respond in a vicious way. But in such circumstances, there are two qualities. There are two qualities that are essential, not just essential, but they're commanded by Jesus. He said, be shrewd as a snake. To be shrewd as a snake and as gentle as a dove or honest as a dove. To be those two qualities. First, Jesus says to be shrewd as a snake. And Jesus follows that shrewdness is another word. The word used there means astute or sharp in practical matters. Uh, for us to be wise as serpents. Now, I don't, I got to tell you, please pray for me. But I got to tell you, I'm not exactly fond of snakes. I mean, some of you may have a snake, and I'm not going to ask how many raise your hand because you don't want to chase anybody away from your life. But I don't really like snakes that much. 
But I do know about snakes is this. I notice one thing, they have no emotion. You're going to give them a squeeze and a snake will not going to smile at you or begin to pant hard and be happy in your presence. No, it just looks at you. It looks at you. And you know maybe what's going on in its mind is this is not a meal. I'm not looking at a meal. I don't know. I'm not going to criticize them because they're God's lovely creatures. Okay. But one thing about a snake. A snake goes where it wants to go and carefully charts it out because a snake knows he can't make sudden moves to run away. So he's carefully plotting and planning and deciding and making decisions. Some of you said this morning you made a decision to go to a place and you were going to witness. You made a decision for the Lord laid it upon you. You go to that man and you talk to that man. And so you carefully made your way there to that place in order to witness to that elderly gentleman. And wise as a serpent, wise as a serpent, the Greek word for using that verse of scripture, shrewd, or is uh, cunning. It means actually Jesus' followers, Jesus is saying that we are to be bright, insightful, strategic, smart, clever, and wise. We're called to be that way. We have a responsibility to be that way. That Greek word for shrewd or cunning is from uh, phronemos, which is in the Greek. It means this. It's found in other places in Scripture. And see if you recognize these places. It's praised elsewhere in, in the Gospels as the word wise because in Matthew 7, 24, the wise man built his house upon the rock. The same word is used. In Matthew 25, we, we discover out of ten virgins that there were five of them that were wise. And then in Luke 12 and 42, that same word is used, that, that faithful, mentioning that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his household. So there's that, there's that wisdom there. The context Jesus sharing here, he's telling his disciples to be prepared. Be prepared. Be ready. Don't be caught off guard. In other words, know what your testimony is and be ready to share it. Know what the truth is and be ready to share it. A workman that does not need to be ashamed, but you study to show yourself approved that a workman that need not to be ashamed. Be ready. Be ready. That's why we read this is to be ready and to know. It's not only for our own nourishment to grow spiritually, but this is the tools of the trade. This is the tool of the calling that we give them the word of God and the truth. Memorize the verses of scripture that leads to salvation and leading someone to the Lord to be saved. Memorize the verses of scripture that will assure someone knowing that God is going to be them, be with them, whatever situation they find themselves in be ready be wise as a serpent being prepared it reminds me of the boy scout motto how many here know that what be always be prepared I'm making cut down version be prepared 
In other words, we don't want to be ignorant and muddle through when we're opposed. Oh, yeah, you will face opposition. You don't want to get into, you need to be wise to not get into an argument with someone, but you need to be able to answer someone the reason, the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. We need to know this. That's why we're here. That's why we study to show ourselves approved. We don't want to display a boldness without safeguards. To be more driven by emotion in the flesh rather than the spirit. We're not going to be driven by emotion that we're going to go on Facebook and show ourselves. Oh, somebody shout. Somebody knows what I'm talking about. I know most of the time we usually just scroll through those people. You know, well, next person. I think I'd rather hear about how this cake is made first before reading about someone sounding off. Listen, I'm telling you. Yeah, there's something about complaining. Something about complaining. I read a long time ago. It's true. 50% of the people who are listening to you complain don't really care what's going on in your life. And the other 50% usually are happy that you're finally getting what you deserve. (laughs) Don't pray to Facebook. Pray to the face of Jesus Christ. Turn to him. He's the author and finisher of our faith. And if you get on Facebook, give God the glory. Give the world the good news. Don't complain, but rejoice in everything. Rejoice in Christ Jesus concerning you. All right, well, praise the Lord. I picked on, usually I pick on Facebook. And we're on Facebook right now. Video. The second quality, not only just to be wise, but secondly, a quality commanded is harmless as doves. Even even if we're hounded, criticized, and despised, let's make sure that we are people of character, peace, and purity. Though this word is praised here in Matthew 10, 16, about being wise, it's also stated be innocent as doves. We should be appropriately be wise, prepared, and proactive But as Christians, we should also absolutely be people of integrity who are innocent and harmless. Do you know what I usually judge the things that I do by first before I do anything? I pause and I question myself. What is my motive? What is my motive here? Is it me just getting worked up and mad and I'm going to say something, give them a piece of peace of my mind or is it going to be that I want to give Jesus to him and want to show and demonstrate the love of God you are walking talking testimonies of what Jesus Christ can do in people's lives clearly the apostle Paul got the message Romans 16 19 and 20 it says but everyone knows that you are obedient to the Lord He said, this makes me happy, writing to the church. But everyone knows that you're obedient to the Lord. I want you to be wise in doing right and to stay innocent of any wrong. I believe it's the same principle of bold and balanced. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the God of grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Our prayer should be, O God... Give me wisdom 
to face those who despise your name, your cause, your message, and your people. Help me not to become hateful toward them like those who hate me and your cause. Instead, Lord, create in me a pure and loving heart that I may know and live your ways and witness to those who do not know you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, Jesus gave a word of assurance. He told his disciples, you're going to be ganged up on. They're not going to like your message. He said they'll even hate you for my name's sake. He even says in chapter 10, he said, you're going to be killed. I mean, what, you know, what a promise. They're going to kill you. But listen to what he says at the close in verse 19 and 20 of chapter 10. He says, when you are arrested... Don't worry about how to respond or what to say. God will give you the right words at the right time. For it is not you who will be speaking. It will be the spirit of your father speaking through you. You say, God, I don't know what I'm going to say. If you'll step out and be bold and you serve him, the Lord is going to give you words to say because it's in his kingdom and about him. Do you have somebody you need to talk to? Do you need someone? Is there someone you need to reach out to? Would you just stand with me for a moment? Come on up, worship team. Hallelujah. I got to read this verse that was in here, but I, I'm just going to read it, okay? Because it's, it's here. I got to read it. I'm never going to turn down scripture, okay? Here we go. Philippians 2, 14 and 16 says, Do everything without complaining and arguing, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold firmly to the word of life. Then, on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless Paul says he says listen his listen live a clean innocent life as children of God shining like bright lights in a world full a world that's full of crooked and perverse people hold firmly to the word of life I tell you what I pray dear God let this bold become more contagious thing going on in us because nobody can talk to the people you know like you can talk to them. Everyone has a circle of, of at least in their lifetime of 39 people at an average. Maybe more now with social media. But we all have the circles and we all have our influence. Next Sunday we're going to talk about a little bit of that influence. That mama holds. But the fact is, is that you have it. Share Jesus Christ. Right now pray and commit to him. Say, Lord... Lord, I'm running to you. But you may give me strength. And I have decided to be bold and to witness to others. Now, before we go further, let's get to the really heart of the matter, too, about you. Are you a Christian? Or are you just playing a part? Are you acting it out, but yet really not committed your heart to Jesus Christ? Now, today is the day of salvation, not tomorrow. Now it's the moment in time you can receive the Lord. So how are you in the Lord? 
Do you want to be real to him and in him? If you do, just raise your hand quickly. Say, I need to pray. I need to pray and ask the Lord. I make that confession. Yes, I see that hand. God bless you. Just raise it right now. Raise it right now. Say, I need to pray. I need to pray. Just raise your hand. I need the Lord. That's all you need to do. You say, why you ask me to do that? Well, you need to kind of show this decision to the Lord. It's not the men. But you need to show this decision. So because our relationship with Christ, it has, listen, this isn't just a private relationship. We're, we are to share Jesus. And it's a public expression of our love to him. Anyone else? Raise your hand. I need the Lord. Let's pray right now. Saints, pray with me. We'll all pray together. And you raise your hand. Pray this prayer right now. Dear Lord, cleanse me of my sins. I need your forgiveness. I want you to be Lord of my life. Reign in my life. Cleanse me, Lord, of my sins. I surrender to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You prayed that prayer and you want to raise your hand. Praise the Lord. You prayed that prayer and God's heard you. Believe in and walk in faith. Praise the Lord. If you want, you can stop at the info desk. We're going to have a, a book we want to give you if you're newly born again in God's kingdom. Now, I did a lot of talking. You did no singing. Bless your heart. Go ahead. Let's just worship him. Folks, let's, let's focus on the Lord right now. Just worship him.